Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome back to Imagine Sports. Episode 9 took a little hiatus. Had a little spring break, you know, live it up for a little bit. But we are back. Unfortunately, we took a break in one of the more crazy weeks in sports. Yeah, it was unfortunate, but it needed to be done. Unfortunate, needed to be done. But we are back here to cover just about everything today. Shoot, March Madness, NFL signings, what happens, what's happened happening in the NBA, maybe some... MLB, like, look, maybe if we have time to get into that, we got it. We, we got to for next episode to talk about that. But MLB got a set date, correct? They're correct. they're uh, good April to go. April seven, okay. April seven, they're good to go. April seven, we are okay. MLB will be back. We will get some nice little top fives going for you shortly in the MLB. Some yeah, some free agents coming to new places. We'll talk about those later. Yeah, of course. But what is hot right now? It's March Madness. March so, Madness. It's obvious, obviously, March Madness. So. We all made our brackets. Every year you make a bracket and you're like, I I legitimately thought after I made my bracket this year, I'm like, this is going to be a perfect bracket. I was so confident. It was so bold. I had Indiana in the final four. I had Wisconsin in the final four. I was like, this is the year. I'm like, Gonzaga is a lock. And then St. Peter's. And then, and then St. Peter's, and, and then, then UNC's in the Sweet 16. Iowa and then loses. And then Iowa like, State's in the Sweet 16. And then Miami's in the Sweet 16. Like, what's going on? So my point Michigan's is— Michigan's in the Sweet 16. My point is, everyone deserves second chances. That's just a life lesson. Everyone deserves second chances. So we're going to make a Sweet 16 bracket <sighs> challenge. We're going to post it in a little bit. It'll be live for you guys, but here on the podcast right now, we are going to predict the upcoming games and predict the outcome of this Sweet 16, Elite Eight, Final Four, etc. So first game, Gonzaga, Arkansas. I honestly think it's going to be a pretty good game. Yes, Gonzaga's going to take, take that game, but I think it's actually going to be a better game than people think it's going to be. All right, yeah. I mean, Arkansas... Are they as physical as Memphis? I, I think Memphis actually is probably going to be Gonzaga's toughest test the entire time. I feel like tournament. that's what happens to like, a lot of these one seeds. Like the 8-9 matchups, always their toughest test. Always. Always. And, and it's because the eight that Memphis was a 9 seed. They realized that the opportunity they had at hand was let's knock off the best team in the country. And they, they were right there. They were the more physical team in the first half, had a lead. And ultimately, the better team showed up. But Gonzaga, I think, is smooth sailing from here on out. Memphis was their toughest test. Then we got Texas Tech against Duke. So coming into March Madness, before we even knew the brackets, right? these were my <clears throat> top four teams. These were two of my top four teams, Texas Tech and Duke. I like Texas Tech so much. I thought I liked Duke a lot, Duke a lot too, but I'm going to take Texas Tech to win this game over Duke. I think Texas Tech winning this game is a popular choice for the public. I think that is something. I think it is too. But like, I think it's a. Let me refer. I, they are favored. Texas Tech is favored. They really? They're favored by one point. So I don't know if they, I like it that much anymore. But I'm still taking. I'm still taking Texas Tech. It's it's a head to toe game. <clears throat> Coach K, does he want to end it here? I mean, obviously not. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Duke wins this game, but I would not be shocked if Texas Tech won this game. And then so you would. You would say Gonzaga. So my matchup's Gonzaga, Texas Tech. So you think Texas Tech 
beats Gonzaga. I do actually. Okay, so Gonzaga would beat Duke for. So me. I'm having yeah, I'm having or Texas Tech in my Final Four for that side of the bracket. Okay, then I got North Car- uh, North Carolina is going to lose to UCLA. I disagree actually. I, really, North Carolina. When they had who I don't even know I don't that big dude he's the, the big guy with, with the, the beard, beard. Yeah, he I, looks like an I forget, like I forget a fight. his name he looks like he, he should was, play for Notre Dame so he, they who are, Baylor was uh, or Baylor was down by twenty five and then once he got ejected everything turned everything this guy he's I think him and um him and what is it R J Davis yeah those two are gonna carry UNC to the elite eight. All right, so I'm taking UCLA, Johnny Juzang. He's been here before. Yeah, he has been here before, but I just don't think he can do it again. Do we think St. Peter stays in this game? Yeah, I wish, but no. There they are, no. So, in my personal opinion, to all the gambling gods out there, you take the plus 12.5. The line is 12.5. Purdue is a very solid ball club. But what have we learned in March Madness? All of these games are close. They're all close. I went to three games in Indianapolis. They were all one possession games in the last minute. It's 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 absurd. Yeah, there it are their fa- there are their fair share of blowouts for sure. Like, yeah, like okay, like this this has a chance to be a blowout. But the way that St. Peter's has been playing, you never know. I, I it could be like a one like a final shot game where St. Peter's takes it or Purdue takes it. You never know. My best advice on betting on this game. Just don't, unless you want to sprinkle. Okay, no, no. I mean, that's the best advice for betting on March Madness, but that just doesn't happen. You just still do it. Which is why people should sprinkle money line St. Peter's. But I'm going to take Purdue in a close one. I'm going to take Purdue. I think I, I don't know if I would take minus 12.5, but I don't think it's going to be as close as like a final possession game. Right. And then I'm going to go UCLA over Purdue for one reason and one reason only. The game that lies ahead of them next. Everyone wants to see it. Right? Gonzaga, Duke. Sorry. Gonzaga, UCLA. Everyone wants to see Gonzaga, Duke, too. But everyone wants to see Gonzaga, UCLA. The rematch, it'll happen. It's the moment we're all waiting for. I disagree. I think it's going to be Texas Tech and Purdue. That sucks. That's boring. That's actually not a boring game, but... It's probably going to be the game. Actually, no. Gonzaga's rolling the floor. All right. Yeah, after they almost they were really close with the one, or the 16 seed. Pretty sure all the one seeds barely survived all of their games. That's not true. Yes, it is. Kansas. Kansas barely against Creighton. Arizona. Creighton went to, was not a 16 seed. I'm talking about the eight seed. I'm talking about the 16 seed. Okay, Gonzaga the, didn't like, even it, try in the first half. Yeah, they, I'm, that, that's what the game I'm talking about. Gonzaga did not even try in the first half. They don't try in the first half ever because they're an NBA team and they play with teams. That's just how it goes. All right. That's how the cookie crumbles. They're right. the best team in college basketball. All right. All right, fella. All right, fella. And it ain't close. People like when we say fella, by the way. Um, Arizona. Arizona. Houston. I have I have liked the way Houston's been playing, but I also really like... Did you watch the... Okay, did you watch the Arizona game last night? Uh, when it went to overtime? Yes. Yeah, I saw parts. That was, that was the best game in March Madness so far. Really? It was I mean, actually crazy. I mean, the ending, was, the, the ending of uh, the regulation I, was crazy, I thought, right? Oh my gosh, yes. I thought TCU was going to win that game for sure. And that it was 75-72. What's, what's his name? Ben Matherin. That guy is a stud. So He is he is actually so good. He he had that like like five steps behind the three-point line. Bang. I looked I so I saw Arizona TCU was like minus eight and a half. And I made my picks before the day and and I looked at that game and I said Arizona's probably going to win this game. But it's going to be close. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a head-to-toe game, and TCU is hungry. All of these teams are hungry to it take down one seeds. Game. One seeds have a, a it's own, what's the word? Disadvantage. Essentially, they're, they're like the targets in these in these brackets. Baylor was a target. Kansas played That's a close true. game. Gonzaga was down 10 at halftime. 10. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Like, all these teams, huge targets on their backs. So I'm gonna take. I'm still taking Arizona. I'm taking Zona to roll. That's a momentum game for them. So Zona beats Houston, and then I'm gonna take Villanova to lose against Michigan. Jeez. Yeah. What are you on, bro? Go I'm, blue. Go blue. Villanova was also another team, one of those four teams that I took at the beginning, the beginning of the year or beginning of March Madness before before we knew the brackets. And I'm still gonna stick with Nova. I'm gonna take Arizona and Nova in my elite eight. All right. So I'm gonna roll with Michigan. Michigan's out of luck. I'm gonna roll. 
Michigan is not out of luck. They're out they're, of luck. Because they're rolling all Dude, the way. Dude, Nova's out. been playing well, though. They just... So is Michigan. Michigan's one of the I hottest teams in college basketball. Michigan. They're 17 and 14. They're, guess what? They're... Guess what? Guess what? They came into the season as favorites to win the Big Ten. Yeah. To make a run in March Madness. Yes, they had their downfall. But guess what? They they're, got a bad guy due, in the post. They, no, no, no. They're due for a game Their game where they just fall apart. And this, that's going to be this game against Villanova. No, they're due for a late run in March. All right. Michigan beats Nova. I think they already had their late run. They're not even supposed to be here right now. They're, this is their late run right now. They're still rolling. D- Dickinson won't let them lose. All right. All and right. Uh, so I was at the uh, Tennessee-Michigan game, and I just stared at Jawan Howard the entire game. He is fascinating on the sideline. First of all, Tennessee fans are outrageous. They're like, um, have you ever seen that movie 42, the Jackie Robinson movie? Yeah. You know when Jackie Robinson steps up to the plate and it's the uh, the old coach um, in the background that like starts chirping him mm-hmm. and it's like you don't belong here, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was all Tennessee fans to Jawan Howard. It was brutal. Tennessee fans are ruthless. I was like slightly uncomfortable, slightly like laughing at it, but boy is Jawan Howard a target. And he's entertaining. He like plays defense on the sidelines. But yeah, so that that game was a lot of fun. I thought Michigan played really well too. But I'm gonna take Michigan to beat Arizona in the Elite Eight and go to the Final Four. Really? Yeah. I'm taking Arizona to beat Nova. All right. So you got you got Zona going all the way to the Final Four, and then in the Midwest, Kansas, Providence. I'm gonna roll with Providence, and then I'm also gonna roll with Miami over Iowa State. Because I hate Iowa State. Right, they beat right. Wisconsin. That was, so, that was my team. Providence has had a cakewalk to this this where they are right now. A cakewalk. So you don't think they're that good? I don't think they're that. I mean, pe- people have been underestimating them. That, underestimating them. They've been saying they're, that Providence is this horrible team. They should have lost first round. They're not that bad. Like, they won games in the regular season for a reason. Right. Like, yeah, they're a four seed they could they should realistically maybe like a seven six seed and they should maybe not even should be this far but like they are but i still don't have them beating kansas kansas i still have kansas winning and then so what is it iowa state and miami then yeah i mean like what it doesn't really matter whoever beat whoever wins that game just gonna lose to kansas so, so you, I'm gonna I'm with, taking I'm gonna roll with Miami, but it's I'm still gonna say it's gonna be an Arizona Kansas, Arizona Kansas Texas Tech Purdue Final Four, and then my championship Texas Tech versus Purdue I'm gonna take Purdue, and then Arizona and Kansas I'm gonna take Arizona. So my championship will be Arizona and Purdue. Who wins? Who wins? That's a very good question. You're you're messed up in the head if you say Purdue right now. I'm gonna say Purdue is gonna win. <laughs> oh. Boy, can I just say something? This man is sitting in Bloomington, Indiana, attending Indiana University, and he just predicted Purdue wins the national championship. I'm that. that I'm not fellas, biased. I'm not biased. That's fascinating. I'm not biased. Hey, respect to you for being able to being able to stomach that because I never would be able to do that. I'm sorry. I'm just not biased. Well, I'm just factual. You're All right, you're like. So who's your final four? Final four and championships and winners. So I got Gonzaga playing UCLA and Michigan playing Providence. Jesus. A little rough on that side of the bracket. A little rough. A little rough. Yeah, we're taking a leap of faith here. So I'm going to say Michigan beats Providence. The 11 seed rolls to the national championship. And then in the rematch, the rematch we've all been waiting for, Gonzaga, UCLA. I think it's a blowout. I think Gonzaga takes down UCLA, heads on to the championship, and then the Gonzaga Bulldogs get their first national championship. Hey. Inspiration at its finest. Drew Timmy wins whatever the award. There is no award for MVP, but Drew Timmy wins March Madness Player of the Year. I mean, hey. Boom, boom. Lock it in. (laughs) Okay, that's March Madness. So, if you want to bet on March Madness, and more specifically a future bet, 
because Gonzaga is going to win the national championship. Or you, Purdue. You heard it here first. Gonzaga wins the national championship. There are no other, no other option options. Yes, the odds are not very good. Gonzaga plus 240 to win the national championship. Okay. It's free money. But if you want to take somebody like Purdue, like a little bit of a dark horse team, that's you could take that at plus 800. Okay. So you can take either the plus 240 or the plus 800. But where do you put these in? You put them in at BetUS. The link is in the bio. Now all you got to do, click on the link in the bio. You then go to BetUS, sign up, tell us you tell them you signed up with us, that you got it from us. And then all you got to do is deposit. Once you deposit, we get a notification. The first 100 people to sign up and deposit, I'm following you back. I'm texting you adding you on Snapchat, doing whatever I want, that I can have a little conversation with you guys. But lock it in. Hey, don't forget, if you sign up, you deposit, you're going to get some free play as well. You're getting some free play. It's going to be some good free play. And let me tell you, we just gave you two respectable picks. Plus 240, not great odds, but Gonzaga's the favorite. I mean, even if you don't want to take Purdue, you can take like someone like Arizona at plus 650. There are wonderful odds displayed at BetUS, so go now, join BetUS, and just start betting. It's that easy. It's that easy. It is that easy. Rank the top five players in college basketball right now with the teams remaining. In order or no? Between the teams remaining. I know that. I know that. In in order. I can go first. You go first. The fifth best player in college basketball is Johnny's is Johnny Juzang. I say that not because necessarily of his talent, but more so because he's been here before. He was the the reason why UCLA went on that run last year. Yeah. And he's been here before, so I'm giving him the respect. Hasn't had the greatest of years, but he still had a solid year and he's still in the tournament. A lot of teams are eliminated. We got to we got to remember that you can never take March Madness wins for granted. A win is a win in March Madness. All it is is survive in advance. And as long as Juzang keeps doing that, he's in the top five. True. Th- then I got Paolo. Paolo Banchero. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is it? I think it's just Paolo. Paolo. All right. <laughs> Paolo Banchero. <laughs> um, I think it's Paolo Banchero. Banchero. All right. <laughs> Dude, I'm really turning into flight now. Uh, he's the fourth best player in college basketball. He's competing at the highest level. He's the reason why Duke beat Michigan State. He is so good. So good. And that's all I can say about him. I don't got many stats to back him up. I just watch him play, and I say, yeah, he's a top-five college basketball player right now, and I want him on my team. I don't want him on Duke. Third, Jane and Ivy. He is special. An NBA player playing in college basketball. You don't see it very often. He's a force. And then one and two are both Gonzaga Bulldogs. Two, Chet Holmgren. He's going to go number one in the draft. He is someone that we have never seen. You compare guys, right? You look at Trey Young and you're like, he's the second coming of Steph Curry. Things like that, right? Kobe was MJ. You can't compare Chet Holmgren to anyone because we've never seen anyone like him. And if you have the first pick in the draft, 
and you don't take him, you'll regret it forever because he's unique and he's someone we've never seen before. And he averages like 15, 10, 10, 10, 10, and 10. Not actually, but like on the low. And then the best player in college basketball, he has officially hacked the game and hacked the post in college basketball, Drew Timmy. Keep flashing that mustache, rep that headband, and stop swearing on national television. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. He had the post-game interview and just couldn't. He He didn't actually swear. He didn't actually swear until the end, if you saw. He was like, so he said effing, and then at the end of the interview, it was him and Nemhard, and the interviewer was hyping up Nemhard, and (laughs) Timmy goes, Good shit, boy. And I was just like, oh, my God, Timmy, just hold it in for three more seconds. It's so unnecessary, but it was comical. Anyways, Drew Drew Timmy is the best player in college basketball. All right, so there's your five. I got – I'm going to go my five. Number five, Ben Matherin, Arizona's guard. Okay. He was a stud. Just, like, watching him in that game, I can't put him outside this top five. Number four. Who? I'm going to go Timmy. Timmy at four. All right. I don't know why. I just kind of feel Timmy at four. I just like these. I just feel like these other three players are just more explosive. Mm. Well, Timmy's old fashioned, and we like He is that. old. Yeah, he is old fashioned. I, like, I do like that. He's different from everyone else. Yeah, exactly. Number three, I'm going to go Paolo. Okay. Paolo. Paolo Banchero. Paolo. Number two, I'm going to stick with Chet at two. Okay. Just like you. And number one, I'm going to go Jaden Ivey. All right. I like it. Pretty, I like pretty it. Pretty much, pretty similar. Just our number fives were different. Respectable, right? Yep. Hopefully. All right. Just quick. So obviously, I said that Indiana would make the Final Four. They obviously <laughs> lost in the round of sixty-four. <laughs> um. So here's where I, I back myself up. Well, on one this thing one. they should have been a twelve seed. Just let's let me get that out there. Right. Michigan is an eleven seed. Yeah. We should have been placed way higher than Michigan. Exactly. Not higher, way higher. Second of all, if you're going to put us at a 12 seed, at least give us the respect of not having to play a playing like, game. Seriously, like, what? I, I, I was actually blown away when I saw that. Blown away. More blindsided than any girl's ever done yeah. to me, right? Okay, sure. Pause. Um, Things just got interesting. Um, Basically... Here's where I come at this whole Indiana thing. If you're going to have a playing game, which I'm highly against all playing games, all playing games in sports should be canceled. Outside of maybe the wild card in baseball, because that's kind of the identity of, of the playoffs in the MLB. But the NBA playing game and college basketball playing games should not exist. There's zero point to them. It's a money move that realistically... Isn't that good of a money move? You randomly get a good game here and there. Agreed. But what's the point? And Indiana did everything they could to beat Wyoming. That was a good game. Wyoming's a 12 12 seed too. So realistically, that should be a fair and square matchup, right? It was. Indiana gets the win. But here's my problem with it. The game was in Ohio, and then they got to go to Portland, Oregon a day later they had plane issues. It was just a whole mess. The amount of games that they played in that stretch, it's one thing you got to win the big they, – they had a bad regular season. So I'm not blaming it on the amount of Big Ten games they had to play in a row. That's always been the story. But at least give us until Thursday, like every other seed. St. Mary's hadn't played in two weeks. And for Indiana to go into that game and look the way they did – College basketball should should have a huge light bulb go off and realize, yeah, Indiana was one of the better teams in the field, no matter what seed they were. Talent-wise, they were respectable and representable, and they lost to 35 points. Lost by 35 points. You, that, that cannot happen. The playing games need to change. And then the other thing was Bryant University. They're, they, they win their uh, tournament, their conference tournament, get in the tournament for the first time, and then you throw them a playing game as a 16 seed. What's the deal with that? They lose the playing game, 
and now they don't even get a chance to play a one seed. And honestly, a small school like Bryant, playing a one seed in an, in an NCAA tournament, probably not going to win, right? It's happened once. But it's a good experience thing. It's something you can check off and say, yeah, my school has played a team like Baylor, a team like Gonzaga or Duke or Arizona. It's something that all these little schools look for and look forward to at the start of the year. What can we do to play that one seed, right? Bryant got robbed of that, and I just don't see any point in having these playing games anymore. So that's my opinion on the playing game. Yeah, that's true. Let's get into the NBA, though, because, boy, March Madness is cooking up, and I can't wait for the next couple of weeks, but let's fly into the NBA here. All right, so just quickly, your MVP prediction. Uh, I've been saying it's still Joel Embiid for me. So Joel Embiid wins MVP. Yeah. But he's not deserving of it. He is very deserving of it. I think he's the, him or Jokic are the only players who are deserving of it right now. No, Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum deserves to win MVP. Why, though? Because jo- Joel Embiid had a better year. The Sixers are better than the Celtics. So why why would Jason Tatum deserve it over Embiid? Well, the Celtics are actually going on a run right now. They're the hottest team in basketball. And realistically, they're probably going to pass the Sixers in the standings. And that's because of the play of Jason Tatum. But they haven't done that yet. Like once they do that, maybe I'll. Give I them actually, th- I think they're both three and a half back from. I don't think they are Miami. I don't think they are. It's either they're half. Do you want, team. Do you want to check right now? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look right now. I'm looking. I'm looking right now. Start talking about Joel Embiid. I because Joel Embiid has played like consistently the whole season. Tatum's been well the whole season. He's just started to pick it up a little bit. But t- t- or Embiid's still been playing better. The Sixers have also been playing better than the Celtics consistently all season. All right. First of all, that's not true. Second of all, they're they have the same they have the same differential. They're both three and a half games back, so I'm right. You're wrong. The Celtics were six. Now they're all the way up to four, tied for third, and they're a half game back of second place. I wouldn't be surprised if they get to one, honestly. I just I'm not I'm not high on the Boston Celtics. Let me just say this about the Boston Celtics. If you look at who's the team to beat in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics are the team to beat. I still think the Sixers are the team to beat, though. The Celtics are the hottest team. The Sixers have the MVP of the league, though. Realistically, the the Celtics are the most experienced team in the East, too. Experienced? Yeah. Why? Because all those guys have been together. Tatum, Brown, Oh, so you're saying like they they have the most chemistry. Yeah, most experience in chemistry. I mean, I look at James Harden. He has experience, sort of. He's got experience in the NBA. But he's never been, he's been to like one um, conference finals, right? Tatum's been to two. And Harden's been in the league since damn near 1984. That was a joke. Anyways, start bench cut. People have been loving the start bench cuts. So we're going to keep them going. This is a start bench cut all time. Not right now, so obviously. All in their prime. All in their prime. Okay. Or or more so just, yeah, let's do it like that. So all these guys at their best moment. Okay. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant. It's kind of easy for me. I think to me it just comes down to like how you rank these players. So I rank Jordan better than LeBron and then LeBron better than Kobe. So I would start Jordan, bench LeBron, and cut Kobe. I think it's just kind of... like it's Because, like, pretty much no doubtedly, how you look at it, LeBron and MJ are one and two. So I feel like you're not cutting either of those players. Like, as much as it hurts, you kind of got to cut Kobe. <laughs> Imagine if I just came on here and was just like... Yeah, cut MJ. <laughs> I, w- I would not be surprised. <laughs> no, I won't do that to the people. I'm going to start LeBron. I'm going to start LeBron, bench Michael Jordan. Oh, that does not sound right. What, bench Michael Jordan? Yeah. I'm just going off of who, at their best... Who is the best? But you don't. I think, know that doesn't make sense. It does. It does. But you don't think MJ was the best when he was at his best? I think LeBron in his prime 
was better than Michael Jordan. In his I think prime. MJ was way more dominant in his prime. Dude, I'm flowing in hot takes after hot takes, and this is not. This is like hurting my brain to even say. It's like so overwhelming. But I just said it. LeBron, in his prime, was better than Michael Jordan in his prime. Kobe, gotta cut Kobe. All love to the Mamba. All love, all love. This one's fun. Start bench cut. Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Damian Lillard, all in their primes. All right, because I was going to say this is kind of easy if it's not in their primes. First of all, cut it on the Westbrook slander. No, I know, but I'm just saying these two players are better than Westbrook right now. Like, it's kind of no doubt. Yeah. All time. All time. All right. I got to think about this one for a little bit. You go first. I'll go go first. first. I'm starting Russell Westbrook. I am benching Damian Lillard. And I am cutting Chris Paul. Why? You look at Westbrook as one of the top five point guards all time, first of all. Statistically speaking, <coughs> he, statistically speaking, he's top three. And Damian Lillard is arguably one of the more clutch players in basketball history. Chris Paul, well, he can pass it, but he's kind of a locker room problem. He's kind of a mediocre talent. I I disagree. Honestly, Chris Paul's just mid. I got I got mine now. Okay, go. Um, I as well am going to start Russell Westbrook. Okay. I think when he was at his prime, he was way too dominant not to put him at to start. Yeah, he averaged twenty nine, ten, and twelve. Yeah, like that's just not fair. No. So it's not. Start Westbrook. Bench CP3 and cut Dame. CP3, I disagree. I don't really think he's a lock. He's bad in the locker room. I think he's a leader. I think people take his leadership the wrong way, though. But I think it's it's one of those people, like, yeah, he's an older player. So maybe in this generation, his leadership doesn't, like, it's not, it doesn't go over, like, as, like, the same as, like, these younger players are leading. But, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't change the fact that he's still a leader. He's still one of the best point guards to ever do it. He's still, when he's on the floor, he's going to be handling the ball. On defense, he's going to be defending the rock. He's going to he's gonna make those clutch shots when he needs to. He can right. shoot a little bit. He can, we all know he can pass. Like, it's, right. I'm still, I'm putting him on the bench and I'm cutting Dame. Cutting Dame? Right. I think just what Damian Lillard has accomplished and displayed it for himself but what gives is, him the right to, the, just all the moments he's had. Yeah, okay, he's had moments. But my point is it's over a longer period of time. It's it's over a period of time where he's displayed dominance. Chris Paul has kind of just been there for really? his whole career. He's no. always just been there. He's never been so do you the think, best. Do you think CP3 is going to be in the Hall of Fame? Whoa. Um... I'm going to say I don't think I don't see how you Yes. Okay, I, okay, good. I think Chris Palm is in the Hall of Fame. All right, good. That was tough for me to decide. That, should, that shouldn't on the even spot, that should not but, be that tough for you. He should, it, I think it's just like a yes. He's, he's well, I looked at it. I looked at it and realized, yeah, if you look at top 5 top 10 point guards all time, Chris Paul's there, right? Yeah. But you he, But you just we, called him mid. We're so surra- uh, you're right. Compared to Westbrook and Lillard in their primes, no, no, no. Hondo P. No. Hondo P. Well, I'm I'm benching I'm benching CP3. I bet. Top five scorers of all time. This is not counting bigs, by the way. Okay. I'm gonna go Kobe one. Kevin Durant two. Michael Jordan three. Steph Curry four. And Jason Tatum. Is- <laughs> Dude, get off Jason Tatum. Is the fifth best scorer of all time. Oh my gosh. I'm surprised you put Curry at four. Because I. It, did Curry do something to you? Did he, did he hurt your feelings a little bit? No, I'm just giving my respect to Kobe, KD, and Jordan, who are undoubtedly one, two, and three. All right, fair enough. I also have them at one, two, and three, not in the same order. I've got MJ at one. KD at two, and then Kobe at three. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You went MJ1? MJ1, KD2, Kobe3. I was about to put KD at 1, but I stuck with MJ at 1. Um, at 4, I'm going Allen Iverson. And at Ooh. 5, I'm going James Harden. Ooh. When Harden was going crazy during his MVP season, there was a lot of talk about James Harden being a top five scorer all time. Yeah. Actually, there was a lot of talk about him being the greatest the scorer. Greatest scorer of all time. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm saying That's a res- I still put him at five. It's a respectable pick. Still put him at five. I disagree with it though. I mean, hey, we can have our own opinions, can't we? Yeah, we can. Which is why I have Jason Tatum at that's, five. That's why my opinions are always right. Nope, mine are. Disagree with the comments. My, my, I think the comment section disagrees. I, I think the comment section disagrees, but in reality, they're they're always going to be wrong too. So you and the comment section is wrong. Okay. We already went over the team to beat in the East. You said the Sixers, right? Yes. All right. Cool. All right. So Curry went down. I was crying. It's okay though. I, to be honest, I didn't even know that. When did he go down? Um, Celtics. Like when though? When so was they that? they played the Celtics Wednesday. Okay, I've been honestly the the past week I've just been paying attention to college basketball. I've been doing I've been paying, paying attention to any NBA. Honestly, when but when Steph Curry gets hurt, I'm obviously going to like, find alert to it. Was it was it a bad injury? So there's a there's controversy with the injury because it involved Marcus Smart. Okay, Marcus Smart dove for a ball that Curry also dove for. Curry was a little late to it. Seemed to be a bit of an excessive dive by Smart. Landed on Curry's ankle, rolled it, created an MRI. Basically, kind of just, it's, it's like a sprain. He tweaked it. He'll be reevaluated in two weeks. He should be good to go. In two by, weeks, though? By the first game of the playoffs. Jeez, so he's gonna, he might be out for the rest of the regular season? He, he almost definitely will be out for the rest of the regular season. Yeah. So wait, hold on. Pull up the standings again. Pull up the standings. You. Where does that? How many games are left? Um, and where do the Warriors sit right now? They're at three. So they're at three right now. Ten and a ten and a half games back from the Suns. So there's just absolutely no shot they catch the Suns. No, they're gonna they're gonna land in two or three, and then they're gonna have to play Minnesota. I th- I'm gonna say they're gonna have to play Minnesota. They're or Denver. probably gonna land at four, four or five. How many games have they played without Steph so far? One, maybe two. They lost last night by a couple to um who did they lose to? Did you click on that? click on that? They lost No. It's the most recent one. Spurs, Spurs by then, two. Oh, lost so the, to the they only played and they played the Magic next. So they only the only game they've played they're gonna be fine. is the Spurs and they lost to the Spurs. I don't think they're gonna be fine. I'm actually kinda worried for the Warriors now. Like they're still gonna make the playoffs. Yes, if they get Curry back, they're going to be fine in the playoffs. But until the playoffs, I think the uh, Jazz and the Mavericks might be able to pass them, and the Warriors end up as a five seed. So I actually don't think this affects the Warriors at all. Dude, they just lost their best player for the rest of the regular season. doesn't matter. Regular season when doesn't matter. The you Warriors, get him rest. That's... No, it does, though, because when the Warriors didn't have Curry, when was it, last year? Two years ago. Two years ago, they were horrible. Yeah, no, I'm. It, they're not going to win games right now. Absolutely not. But I don't think they need to. They got to win a couple. I'm saying, yeah, they got to win I'm a st- couple and maintain okay, the three saying, seed. I don't think they can maintain the three seed without Curry, though. That's what I'm saying. I think if Green is on the floor and if Clay Thompson gets, this is actually perfect. Now that I think about it, Steph being out allows for Clay Thompson to take as many shots as he can, get his stroke back. Wiggins has been out. It allows Wiggins to take over a bigger role. It allows all of these guys to step up, right? So now, when Curry comes back, all these guys are stronger, more confident, and then you just add Steph Curry to the mix. I think this is the best thing that could have happened for Golden State. I mean, good luck. So, good but luck. here's here's where I don't get worried though. The reason why 
it doesn't this doesn't affect Golden State and it doesn't affect my opinion that they're going to win the championship is because they have more experience with the four guys Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson and Andre Iguodala that have done the championship thing before. And not once, but twice, three times, four times, five times they've done this championship run. You look at the rest of the Western Conference, Phoenix, they did it once. I, I'm during COVID. During, Memphis last year. Memphis. So young, absolutely not. Utah, no, they lose all the time in the playoffs. Dallas can't win a playoff series. Denver doesn't have a point guard. The Clippers have half their team out, and Minnesota is younger than young. I mean, yeah, it's it's looking good for the Warriors, but I'm just I don't know. My point is we don't need to worry about it because Experience will take over in the playoffs. As long as the Warriors are healthy in the playoffs, nothing else matters. Regular season does not matter. All right. All right, let's get into the NFL. Surprisingly, we're still talking about the NFL. but this and Surprisingly, is, we have a lot to talk about that from the NFL. Honestly, we probably have more to talk about in the NFL than any other topic, which is pretty insane considering it's March 21st. Yeah. But we're going to roll right into it. The first thing, Tom Brady <laughs> unretired and is going to play another season with Tampa Bay. So my take and opinion on Tom Brady coming out of retirement is when he retired, it just never felt right. It never felt like he was truly done. When Brady retired... He was pretty much still in his prime of primes. I think he was playing his best football. So it just didn't feel right. Other than a couple of gray hairs and a couple of wrinkles here and there, growing a little bit of the stubble, a little more than extra nowadays. Other than that, Brady felt like he was the best version of himself. And so when he retired, it was very strange. And I never thought that it was going to stick. So... The way I look at it is now he's got to go out on top. And there's some conspiracy theories that he went home to his family. It was just like, eh, this kind of sucks. Like he goes I, home to I, Giselle. I doubt that. I he doubt goes that. home to, to Giselle, this beautiful, amazing woman. And it's just like, yeah, football's better. <laughs> but, um, and then the other thing on Brady that I want to say is, so there's question behind Gronk. I think Gronk comes back. Well, Gronk's still like young. Gronk, Gronk is obviously he always deals with injuries, but I yes. think he will always be there in some shape or form until Brady goes. Okay. And the other person I want to bring up, and it's a question for Tampa Bay with their receiving core and the injuries that they always have to deal with with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah. Julian Edelman is coming no. back to football. No, he's not. Bro, he's 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 old. And Ju- he's... Julian Edelman <clears throat> is coming back to football. He's not going to come. I mean, like, like, I just, I mean, no. If you look at Tampa Bay, Edelman is everything they would need. They don't need him, though. I don't, like, they just don't. With Chris Godwin's inconsistencies, Edelman takes over the slot. He also... Brings another aspect of leadership. I, I mean, you're just saying that because they were playing catch on Brady's Instagram. They were playing catch. Brady loves to mess with the media but and do all, things. Yeah, like they're that. friends though. Like they're just playing catch. Mm, I think it was a little more than catch. Okay, whatever. All right. Deshaun Watson. Oh my gosh, Deshaun Watson. To Cleveland. To Cleveland? This is for you. Baker's Baker no, what's so we got I have so many questions. Deshaun goes to Cleveland. What's Baker doing? Where's gonna where's Baker gonna go? Is Baker upset? Like, is Baker gonna get a starting job again? Like, what's going on? Is Deshaun gonna start right away? All right, first of all, let's talk a little bit about Deshaun Deshaun Watson and Cleveland as a whole. Um I think the worst that could happen with Deshaun is he gets like a four-game suspension for the whole yeah, yeah, yeah. sexual assault thing. But I don't think it affects the team long-term. You sign the dude to 200-something million guaranteed. You sign, yeah, you signed him for a crazy deal. 
that that's never been done before. Obviously, the Browns knew something before they signed him. They must have yeah. cleared it with the NFL, understood his situation, and then went ahead and signed him. But this is the this is the the deal of the off season, and it automatically puts Cleveland atop the AFC. Right head to. Let me rephrase. This deal with Deshaun Watson heading to Cleveland puts Cleveland head to toe with the Kansas City Chiefs. No, I I think this the for Super Bowl no, contention. No, it doesn't. Cleveland's Cleveland's still got pieces to fill. I disagree. They had Amari Cooper now. Yeah, they don't have any other wide receivers. They have no other no other receiving threats now. Um, they still have Chubb and Hunt. Honestly, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot they got Cooper too. <laughs> um, defense. I'm not looking. I'm not liking their defense that much. I don't think they're going to get Clowney back. Okay. Um, they still have the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Steelers to deal with. I think everybody in that division is going to go. Is going to be above 500, but nobody's going to win more than 12 games. Okay. It's so- going to be so tight. So I have, for the AFC North, I have Cleveland winning the division. Then I have Cincinnati not far behind, and then Baltimore and Pittsburgh. I, it's so tough. Like it's actually just such a fifty-fifty ball. Like hundred percent. But right now, I coin flip who wins this. I'm gonna have Cincinnati winning the division just because they were in the Super Bowl last year. Everyone gets older. They got some more pieces. So Cincinnati, Cincinnati uh, wins the division. It's like I wanted to put Pittsburgh in the wild card spot because I just I like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has one of the best defenses in the NFL. They just have, it's just Mitch Trubisky. Like if they got a better quarterback, it would be I I probably I could have them winning winning the division. So that better quarterback. So I came out a couple of days ago and I was like Baker Mayfield to Pittsburgh. Watch out. Now Everyone kind of teased me in the comments and basically was like, no, he's going to Indianapolis, and no, that this would never happen. They would never trade in division. Let me explain myself. No, but think, but think about this. Um, let me just tell you something. Yeah, you tell me first. I'm saying Mitch Trubisky, may, like, does, I don't know what the Steelers are but with, like, with Mitch Trubisky. If the Steelers get Baker, I think that makes them a worse team. I don't. I am not high on Baker at all. He has not shown me anything. And I think Mitch Trubisky can has a better upside than Mitch or than Baker Mayfield. Okay, so I disagree with you with that. Okay. We've seen what Mitch Trubisky can do. We've also seen Baker Mayfield go into the worst franchise in football history and lead them to a playoff win. Cleveland was a contender because Baker Mayfield reestablished their brand. So my point is, why why does this trade of Baker Mayfield to Pittsburgh work? Why does it work for not only Baker Mayfield, but also the Cleveland Browns? Well, Well, first of all, Baker goes to Pittsburgh. He then gets to play Cleveland twice a year and prove that he's a legit quarterback, and that Cleveland treated him like crap in the last couple of months. That's all Baker would ever want to do. Yeah, that's what Baker, Baker wants to do. I if don't... Baker Mayfield is a <clears throat> Baker Mayfield is the kind of guy that would want to do something like that, right? Yeah, but the Browns, are, Browns and Steelers are not going to make a trade within their own division for a, for a starter for a starting quarterback. So like the Steelers would start. So I was I was thinking about that one, and I was like, yeah, you're right. There's no chance. But then I thought about it for a second and realized I'm still right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm right because Cleveland would trade Baker Mayfield because they know that he's not a good quarterback and that he has weaknesses. And Cleveland knows every single one of those weaknesses. They also know his strengths. They play him twice a year. And guess what? What's Cleveland's kryptonite? It's Always the divisional games, and more specifically Pittsburgh. They lost to him twice this year. So what do you do? Cleveland sends Baker Mayfield, supposedly a trash quarterback in the eyes of the NFL, to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh starts him. Now every time Cleveland plays Pittsburgh, they know what they're getting. That's two wins for Cleveland. 
I I mean, I look at it and I say it works for both parties. It would be insane, probably unlikely, but when you look about the logistics behind it and how it works for both parties, I think it's a deal that could happen. I don't think it works out for the Steelers, though. Why would the Steelers want Baker? Because he's a quarterback and a former number one overall pick yeah, that, has, but like, that has proven he can lead a team he hasn't to proven the playoffs. He, he led his team to the playoffs. I don't think it was him, though. I would disagree with that. I, I think I don't think I think I think Baker, wherever he goes next, will reestablish himself and his brand. The Steelers aren't gonna want him. I think Baker Mayfield, if he gets put in the right situation, can be a top ten to fifteen quarterback in this league. Uh, a former number one overall pick. Uh, he's, all right. he's deserving an he's deserving of an opportunity like this. Pittsburgh's deserving of this. And Cleveland, if they if they have the guts to do it, could get it done. You can stop yawning respectfully. <laughs> All right, another trade: Devontae Adams to the Raiders. Dude, yeah, it, like, I, I was so shocked. I got on my. I was literally about to take off, and I saw the notification right before I took off for my I flight. Was just like wow. I was like, oh my gosh, Devontae. All right, there's two things that we learned from this trade. One is the AFC West just got 10 times better. We thought there was a weak link in the AFC West, and it was the Raiders. Well, nope. They are now contenders to win the there, division. There's no, there's no weak link. There's no weak link. And then secondly, if you're Aaron Rodgers, I honestly think Aaron Rodgers might not even play next season. I, I still think he's going to play. I, like, I honestly think he's happy with it, he's happy with Green Bay again, where he like he's going to play football. He he already signed the deal. The reason why he'll he'll play is if they if is if Green Bay actually gets him someone. And by get, I mean either go out in free agency and get a cheap wide receiver, or can you please draft someone in the first round? Yeah, they're gonna screw up. They're gonna screw it up again. Because didn't Bay. they get picks for Devontae Adams? I don't think that. I don't think good picks. Maybe a first rounder. Maybe I I'm sure. Actually, no, I don't I'm, know what they got. It. No, they know. definitely got something good for Adams. Dude, My, that's no. I, the trades in the NFL are so, so messed whack. up. It's it's like, all money based. A star player. Oh, I'll give you a fifth and a third round pick. A fifth <laughs> pick next year and a third round pick in three years. Yeah, like. For Khalil Mack or something like, like something like that. Like, what they, are you doing? They make absolutely zero sense. But it doesn't make any sense. But right now, Aaron Rodgers must be pissed. And I'm telling you right now, if he had no idea that this was gonna happen and he signed his deal and then like, they yeah, if he signed his deal expecting to play another year with Devontae. Oh my god, all hell will break loose and he won't play. He won't. He will hold out until they Okay, get but someone. the thing is, Rodgers signed his deal before the Packers he he has to know. There's zero chance he doesn't know. But if he doesn't know, yeah, I don't know. All right, so talked a little about Matt about Matt Ryan going to the Colts. How does that make the Colts though? I to me, I don't really think that changes that much. I think it gives them. I th- I think I think Matt Ryan with the Colts is more suitable to lead them to the playoffs. Then Carson Wentz. Then Carson Wentz. But the thing is, Matt Ryan's just getting so old now. Like, I don't really know. He's like, he's he's just been going downhill for a little bit now. I think I think the reason why Matt Ryan to the Colts makes sense is because for years, we've looked at the Falcons and Matt Ryan, and every year before the season, we're like, they're a sleeper pick to make the playoffs. And then they let us down every single year. And yeah. why is that? Well, because the Falcons are an awful franchise and don't yes, know how to figure it out and have had this awful roster for years after they collapsed in the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> give Matt Ryan, give Matty Ice a second chance, a new beginning. It's similar to the Russell Wilson situation. No, I think, no, I don't think it is. It, it's like, this is like similar to like Phillip Rivers. Okay, but he brought the Colts to Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. He did. He brought them to playoffs. My point is, Matt Ryan. All right, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. 
why, my question is, why do the Colts always do this? They bring in like a quarterback for one year, like an old quarterback for one year. Because they're someone like Philip Rivers retires after this year. I'm guessing Matt Ryan might retire after this year. They traded Carson Wentz to the Commanders, and then now, like, because that's what that's what know. that's what franchises have to do. Sometimes you got to bounce around. Yes. Because guess what? The Colts prepared themselves seventy eight years ago that um, Andrew Luck will be their quarterback for the next 20 That's years. That's true. They prepared themselves. So now they have to reestablish, adapt to what happened. And, they have, and, it, they have and it just so happens that they got to go from Phillip Rivers to Wentz. you know Jacoby Brissett to Wentz to, to now. Ryan. I think Ryan's there for a but couple the thing of is, years. Though. I think it's like it's like the Phillip, Phillip, Phillip Rivers situation. Phillip Rivers led, his, led the Colts to the playoffs. But now the AFC is so much better. So – Yes, but they're in the right they're in the right division the to thing compete. Is, I think the Titans are better than the Colts still. I think the Ryan Titans, Ryan Tannehill is bloody awful. He is, but Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, it's it's Matt so Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. I don't care what you say about that man. Ryan Tannehill is absolute garbage. He, he's not good, but like, and Matt Ryan he, okay, with the right think, system. Matt Ryan with the right system. Is a just fine quarterback. He is Tannehill, solid. Tan, he is solid. Tannehill also led the Titans to a twelve and five record last year. Fake stats without Derrick Henry. And right. now they got now if Derrick Henry's healthy for the whole season, they have Robert Woods now. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Tr- Robert Woods traded to the Titans. He's old. He's not old. <laughs> he is still he's still a great receiver. Whatever. All right, so so you think the Titans win that division? I uh, yeah, I do. I do think right. the Titans win that division. Speaking so. of speaking of AFC division winners, all right, we're not going to give you guys our Super Bowl predictions just yet. You, if you if you were listening to us a couple of episodes back, you heard me say that the Cowboys would play the Patriots. And you said you said Rams Chiefs. I have no idea what I said. I, it doesn't my, matter. Now. My it point is, matter. scratch it all. Yes, would love to see Patriots Cowboys, but realistically, that is never gonna happen. That's right not now. gonna happen because hey, and if it does, cheers to myself. Not gonna happen because the Cowboys suck and the Patriots suck. Well, so. that's not my point. My point is, <laughs> my point. there were a lot of moves, so I need to reevaluate and then give a pick. And my pick will probably be similar, but it won't be that. But for right now, we're going to give you guys our predicted seven teams to make the playoffs in the AFC and give you our AFC playoff picture. All right. So you go first. And should I go like seed like in seed, like seeds like order order wise? Yeah. All right, go you go first then. All right. So I haven't been necessarily the highest of high on Buffalo. Like, I've never really put them one. I've always went Chiefs or I've always went Patriots, stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the way that I look at this upcoming season, Josh Allen is running out of years to essentially get to a Super Bowl. He's Honestly, in a, no, though. He's, he's getting to the point in his career where he get, continues to get let down, and he's realizing one thing and one thing only. He constantly has to go to Arrowhead. So what is Josh Allen going to do and make sure of this he's, regular season? He's going to need a ball out. He's going to ball out. He's going to win as many games as he possibly can. He gets four freebies against Miami and the Jets, unlike any other team in the AFC. And the Patriots, too. They'll split. <laughs> My point is the Buffalo Bills are going to do everything in their power to get the home field advantage because they need it. They can't go into Arrowhead and win. It's as simple as that. During the playoffs, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills will not be able to go into Arrowhead and get it done. So for those reasons, Buffalo will be the number one seed in the AFC next year. You're looking at Josh Allen possibly winning a VP too. Kansas City's two. Cleveland is three. Indianapolis sneaks in. Because they win the division. Ugh. Probably won't have the greatest record, but they'll still get in at the four spot. Ugh. Now, here's where it gets interesting, and it's so tough right now because of how good the AFC is. Denver is the five spot. 
New England is the sixth spot. And then Cincinnati sneaks in at seven. You, you, you're going to sneak in the almost Super Bowl, the team who went to the Super Bowl last year. You're going to sneak it, them in. Does it look like I want to sneak them in? I mean, but like, this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do because when I was listing out all these AFC teams, I listed 12 teams that legitimately should and deserve to be in the playoffs. I just left out of this next coming season's playoffs. I left out Tennessee, the Chargers again, Baltimore again, and Devontae Adams-led Raiders, who I'm very high on, and I honestly think the Raiders could win the division. Okay, but the thing is, you don't need to put the Patriots in there. Oh, I do. Why, though? Like, Who do the Patriots have that all these teams don't? Bill Belichick. I don't care, dude. All right, I don't care. I I don't even have the Patriots in my bubble to make the playoffs. My my seeds are I got Bills at one, just like you. Chiefs at two, same thing. But I had the Bengals at three. I don't have the Browns winning the division. I got the Bengals at three. I got the Titans at four. I have the Titans winning the division. Titans. What I, what I was saying earlier. Titans went twelve and five last year without Derrick Henry. They got Robert Woods. Um, Broncos at five. Raiders at six. And the Browns at seven. And that's if everything goes well with Deshaun. And then I still left out the Colts, Chargers, Ravens, Steelers. Like, so similar leave outs. Yeah. It's, it's it's unbelievable. It's like, I don't want to leave out the Chargers this, or Ravens. I want to put them in the playoffs. This is gonna make the NFL have to make some very tough decisions on what to do in the future because we're seeing how lopsided this is right now. There's nothing they can do about it though. I think they're gonna change the format of I, the NBA and do, and 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 scratch the whole division thing and scratch like you for think example, you think they're just gonna put the top fourteen teams in the playoffs? Yes. Doesn't matter like what division. Say, d- they're gonna still do the conference thing, but I don't think having a team like Indianapolis go nine and eight and getting a four seed should have a home field advantage over a an eleven and twelve and five Denver Broncos. At the five seed, right? right? That's fair. That's fair. You hear my point there? No, no, I, I do get that point. I understand the but division thing. I'm just thing. saying there's nothing they can do between AFC and NFC. No, you there's can't. There's nothing they can do between that. The only thing they can do is <clears throat> list it as the seven best teams and then do the rankings from that. I It's it's tough to have yeah. a team like Indianapolis. or I'm just putting Indianapolis as my example right now. You got it, like, because realistically, this coming season, the five seed's probably going to be better than the four and the three because of how good the Debatably AFC West is. Debatably not the three. Because of how good the AFC West is and yeah. the AFC North. Yeah, but the three seed's probably going to be in the AFC North. That's what I'm saying. I also think this could be the season. This NFL season for the AFC could be the season where outside of maybe Buffalo— not a single team gets to 10 wins. And what? Wait, what are you talking about? The season. In the AFC? In the AFC. The whole AFC, not a single team gets to 10 wins? Yep. It's just not, that's not going to happen. Like, Think about it. Think about it's it. It's not good. What if, if we, every if we, AFC no, no, West no. team splits? And every AFC North team splits. We think it's gonna like yeah, it's gonna be it's so like they're so every team's so good, but it's not gonna be this. It's not gonna be Tennessee that. and Indianapolis lose to every single non-conference, but that, they but win not, all the conferences. That's conference. still not like, true, Stuff like, like that. Tennessee like, and Indianapolis, they're still good teams. They're still like teams that could beat like a like a top team like the Bills or something or something during the regular season. My point is nobody's gonna run away with it this year, and they're all gonna be jam packed. Nobody, yeah, it's it's gonna be a t- it's gonna be a and fun honest, year to watch football. Honestly, there there's fifteen Super Bowl Super Bowl teams. My my Super Bowl bubble is fifteen team teams right now. Not fifteen, but it's a lot. Next next because normally it's four. Next episode we'll have like a top five Super Bowl bubble teams. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, and then the last thing I just wanted to talk about is like, so you're looking at the AFC right now, and you say. What happened? Why is it so much better than the NFC? And the reason why the AFC has gotten so stacked up over the last couple of years is because the teams in the AFC needed to gear up to beat Tom Brady in New England, right? And now that Brady is gone and he's in the NFC, 
all the good quarterbacks in the AFC, all all the good quarterbacks are in the AFC now. Yeah, but like a lot and of that just happened this offseason when people thought Brady was retired. Because you realize you can't beat Brady. You just can't. And so they're all running from him. You can, like, you can, though. So it's just like, it's, he's not like. Why would you want to try and compete with that? If you're a quarterback like, trying you to prove your legacy, if you're trying to prove your legacy, why would you ever want to compete against Tom Brady? And so all of these AFC teams originally, when they realized, when they saw that Brady was in New England, they're like, all right, we actually got to go crazy and get our team straight. And. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, spring break. Um, we got to go crazy and, and get our teams right and prepared and gear up to beat Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Then once Brady leaves, goes to Tampa Bay, all of a sudden, all right, everyone go to the AFC. And then when Brady is now a dominant force in the NFC and is the quarterback of the NFC, guys like Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan go to the AFC. The AFC is loaded and it's because of that. Basically, the AFC race right now is who can win the AFC to play Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. I mean, I think you're digging way too deep into this. I think I just think it's just ironic that everyone went to the AFC. I just think it's absurd. Yeah, no, it is absurd. But uh, just a quick thing on Imagine Sports. Website's going to launch soon. Gonna get some merch rolling with that. I think we're gonna do like sweatshirts to start. Uh, keep it simple, and then we'll have a bunch of different podcasts dropping. A um, bunch of different people, young generation talents that we're bringing to start their own podcast, and we're gonna display it for them and get it rolling for them. Just be patient with all of that because this is a work in progress, and we want this to be a big thing, but we don't want to rush it. We got time, but we're definitely working on it. And then the other thing is we're going to start doing these cool Zoom call meet, meet and greets. And I just dropped my Snapchat, so I've been texting a bunch of different people just saying, hey, what's up, stuff like that. We want to interact with you guys. I thought it was super cool. I was in Indianapolis uh, watching the games at Gamebridge Fieldhouse, and I had a, a family come up to me and was like, you're the guy who talks about sports, right? And, and my, I was with my dad. And that was one of the cooler moments I've ever got to experience because it was like a a quasi-celebrity moment that I didn't think would ever happen. And by no means do I think I'm a celebrity, but I thought it was pretty cool. And I'm super humble about it. I was like, he, he came up to me and was just like, yo, you're the guy. I know you. Like, And I was like, do you? <laughs> I, just, I was like, maybe. And he showed me my page and I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. But anyways, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Imagine Sports. You got anything else? We good? I got nothing. I got nothing. All right, we'll see you next time, maybe Thursday, on Imagine Sports. Peace. Peace.